Hi, Ron here and welcome. We love that you've come to join us here and listen to a lot of our episodes. Please help us continue with this by supporting us through either joining the Barack Center at thebarackcenter.com or joining us at the Fringe Church at thefringechurch.com and sharing and donating through those sources. And once again, thank you for joining us today. Good morning. Welcome to Morning Prayers. Want you to imagine, remember where we've covered so far. Uh, remember the things that Paul has said so far. Remember that he's pacing up and down in a room and he's writing and he's getting excited. And he's writing and Tertius, the, the scribe, is sitting there trying to keep up with him. And Paul is really getting on a roll. And he's about to make a crashing point to his religious friends. And uh, he is really excited. If we translated this literally, I think in everything that's about to come, there's about, I don't know, four sentences. It's just this long rant is what this is. And uh, and you need to imagine him pacing and, and just getting more and more excited. And he finishes it up with a pun that frankly would have come through as coarse, crude, and many people would have looked at him and gone, that was unnecessary. But uh, we'll read it. We'll spend two mornings on it. So chapter 2, verse 17. Here he goes. So, you that are called Jewish, if you take your rest in the law, if you boast in God and know his will, if you give your approval to the excellent things, if you're instructed in the law, if you believe yourself to be a leader of the blind, a light in darkness, an educator of fools, a teacher of the simple, if you believe yourself to have the very shape of knowledge and of truth in the law? Do you, who instructs someone else, fail to instruct yourself? Do you, who proclaim to others that stealing is forbidden, steal yourself? Do you, who forbid others to commit adultery, commit adultery yourself? Do you, who shudder at idols, rob temples? Do you, who boast in the law, dishonor others, by transgressing the law. It's written because of your conduct, God's name is ill spoken of among the Gentiles. Now, circumcision is an advantage if you obey the law. But if you're a transgressor of the law, your circumcision has become the equivalent of not being circumcised at all. For if someone who isn't circumcised, observes the moral requirements of the law, won't that person be deemed as if they were circumcised? Further to that, won't the uncircumcised person who actually keeps the law become the judge of people who have the advantages of the law and physical circumcision, but break the law? You know, a real Jew is not the one who's externally a Jew. Nor is the real circumcision the external circumcision of the body. The real Jew is a Jew in inward things. And real circumcision is the circumcision of the heart, in spirit, not in letter. The praise of such a man doesn't come from other men, but from God. I sort of read that with a bit of energy because that's what this is. It's a rant. He's having a red hot go. And for the Jewish people who read this, that would have been shattering. It's heresy. It's so extreme. 
the, the Jews of this time were absolutely convinced that they were regarded with special favour, simply and solely because of their racial descent from Abraham and because they bore the badge of circumcision in the men's penises. And Paul just says, not interested, doesn't add up to a hill of beans. He puts this idea out there. He'll return to it again and again and again. Jewishness is not a matter of race. It's not a matter of physical marks. It's a matter of behavior, obedience to God. And I think we need to extrapolate that out. It's not just about the Jews anymore. You know, we claim to be grafted into the Jewish nature in this, in the Jewish nation in this new covenant. It's about us too. It's about religious people. And so Paul says there are so many people who look like Jews, sound like Jews, you know, read like Jews, pray like Jews. They're not because for all their noise, for all their apparent religiosity, they simply don't do what God wants. Uh, it's an old John Michael Talbot song. Though you vainly echo your prayers, are you pleasing the Lord? Paul says you're not. And you compromise the lot. It's as if you're not a Jew at all. It doesn't matter. Before God, you got nothing. This would be the wildest heresy to the Jewish people listening to Paul. He is being beyond radical, ruthless. It's like when Gorbachev said, if this communism thing works, let's just tell the truth and see what happens. And the whole thing collapsed. Paul is doing the same thing. Let's just tell the truth. Let's just be serious about this. Let's take this as if it's really true and see what happens. Well, history tells us the story. Now, the last verse in this passage, verse 29, has a pun that you can't bring into English. But the word, you know, praise, such a man does not get his praise from men, but from God. The word praise is, is a real obvious pun. It goes back in, in through Hebrew to the word that comes out as Judah. That man's Judah, <laughs> that guy's Jewishness, the Jew in him, the Judah is not from men, it's from God. Oh, Jesus said, God can raise up children for Abraham from these stones. Jesus too, by the way, is a heretic and was crucified for it. Paul is joining Jesus now. Your descent, your religious observance, the things that you've gone through, your baptism, your whatever it is, doesn't add up to a hell of beans if you won't obey God. The Judah is from God and is seen in your behavior. This is the equivalent of saying that salvation has got nothing to do with making a sinner's prayer. There are people who believe fully in Jesus, who are not obeying God. It does them no good. Now that in many Christian circles is flat out heresy, but that is exactly what Paul is saying. I don't care what you tell me you believe. I don't care who you think you are. I don't care what ritual you have been through. If you're not obeying God, if you're not doing the stuff, you got nothing. And he slams that home. And that little pun, yeah, really? People would have been looking at that going, oh, that was unnecessary, buddy. That was just unnecessary. It's crude. Now, Paul has this funny thing, and, and, and I get it. I, I love him for it. 
he's, he's got this sense of the incredible holiness of good religion, of the truth of God. For him, he's a Jew. He, he bound himself as a Pharisee to be a Jew to his dying day. He, he set we who are Gentiles free from most of that. But, but for him, this all mattered. But he saw it as something so holy that when he saw corruption in it, he went on the attack. He was coarse. He was crude. He uses images that honestly just don't get spoken about in church. We translate them with little euphemistic things because you can't translate Paul because he's so rude and so coarse. But he will use that language and that approach to mock people who turn holy things into matters of form, have a form of religion, but deny the power of it. Paul won't be in it. That's why he will regard himself so humbly. He judges himself against what he believes God calls him to. And in that, he has some particularly coarse images as he describes himself. That's why he will get passionate. That's why he'll be rude. That's why he'll lose friends. That's why also he will enter into that peculiar mysticism he has where he sees himself united with Christ. He will look for what God is doing in the entire world without respect for what we think God should do and who God should choose and how God should work. He's like, no, God is at work and there are Gentile people who are loving God and I need to tell them about Jesus so they can enter into the fullness of it. And Paul believes this stuff so much, he is utterly convinced of the final, irrevocable, obvious victory of the Lordship of Christ. Basically, he says, look, guys, religion works or it doesn't. If it doesn't, he says in another place, we are above everyone to be pitied. If this stuff is true, let's press on ruthlessly to capture the prize and all of the many prizes that await us in the things of God. So this is just a beautiful, powerful call to us to get to the heart of things, to search our hearts, to say for all our spirituality, for all our religion, for all our practices, for all our disciplines, really, are we pleasing the Lord? And let's press on in truth with a sober estimate of ourselves and not taking any captives when we see toxic religion. Let's pray. <laughs> I can't think of a good prayer except, yeah, that. <laughs> God, please do that. Father, please deliver us from toxic religion that says one thing and does another. Please deliver us from toxic religion that becomes legalistic and doesn't have the heart of God in it. Please deliver us, God, from taking holy things and making them common. Please deliver us, God, from not standing in awe every time we come to Holy Communion, every time we read Scripture, every time we pray. Lord, we're entering into the presence of God. We're taking to ourselves such great things. And Father, in the moral stuff that Paul is beating up here, Father, again, we continue to ask in these early chapters in Romans, before we get to the whole beauty of forgiveness, teach us the sinfulness of sin. Teach us to repent. Show us the resources we need, really practically, to turn our back, you know, forgetting that which lies behind us, that we could press forward and capture some prizes. Lord, we, I don't know, I love Paul. I just think he's fun at this point because he gets 
It gets over the top, gets coarse, gets offensive, rubs people's noses in it, and basically sings a few bars of the none go with me, yet will I follow. And Lord, the guy's crazy and and fantastic. And Lord, in, in some way, without just being stupid, we ask that we would have that spirit too, just to say, if this is true, we'll sell our soul for it. If this is not true, walk away. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, folks. Uh, I'm sorry I had so much fun with that this morning, but I do. I love that, and I love his puns. You know, your Judah comes from God. <laughs> See you in the morning. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode. And please, don't forget to sign up to the thebarackcenter.com or thefringechurch.com and help support us so we can reach many more. Thank you again for joining us today. <laughs>